This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, what just god. happened? I oh. heard that. I'm in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that, well, that's uh, I'm one take, so glad that's yeah. recorded and yeah. that we have yeah. that available. I that's can go louder. Getting clipped if we need. No, no, I don't think we do. You sure <laughs> we don't need to do it again? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure we're it? good. I, I would like sure to hear it again. We're in. We're in. Let's say we need to hear it again. Halflings, it's me, Jasper <laughs> William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Hello, uh, that was basic in comparison to Jeremy's. Uh, like, <laughs> Jeremy's doesn't exist because we cut it out. It's, it's, not, it's, it's still exist. in the episode. It's not in it's the, right episode. Uh, still we'll, the episode. We'll talk to Daniel, it's fine. Um, hi, I'm Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. <laughs> and... And Jeremy Cobb, but you can call me... J- uh, Daniel, please leave that in, it was great. Uh, but also... <laughs> Ivy, you've absolutely the thing is you've absolutely just fried the hell out of your mic. It will sound not only will it sound bad even if you had the right equipment, but it will just that's actively right. not like it will just be sound like it'll just go quiet. Like no. I don't know. I, this mic can take a lot of abuse. Yeah, I feel like it's okay. just gonna be bricked we'll out. In fact, we'll looking see. at it on here, it just looks really bricked out. Mm, I think we're gonna yeah. be fine. Completely bricked uh, up. We'll yeah. see. Maybe, we'll maybe see. for the page, maybe for the Patreon cut. Uh, I, don't, if you want I think we to, should. I, I think if anything, it should be the other way around. We should say, <laughs> yeah, the like, yeah, like exclusive non-screech version available yeah. on Patreon. <laughs> if, you want, if you don't want, if you want the ear bleed free version, mm-hmm. uh, but Ivy calls me R- R- Raid Shadow Legends Cobb. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a sh- yeah. shameless yeah. plug for Raid Shadow Legends. Mm. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, love it so much. Uh, and um, we are joined by an Ooh. extra special guest today. Yeah. Uh, very exciting guest. Uh, kind of like I would probably say, you know, up there on a sort of three black halflings uh, kind of pedestal. A, a yeah. great, if you will, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone who has done a lot for mm-hmm. the industry, especially when it comes to uh, promoting uh, people mm-hmm. of color and and on all of our uh, sweet work. So I would like to introduce- uh, A hero, award- I would say. Oh, a hero, indeed, yeah. a hero. Mm. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I will uh, preface this by saying that our guest specifically asked us not to be too hype. <laughs> and so uh, we are actively choosing violence in this scenario. Um, <laughs> we did wake up and choose violence. violence takes the form of compliments and, a- and acknowledgement <laughs> of your accomplishments. Absolutely, it does. Mm-hmm. So uh, please welcome to Three Black Halflings, award-winning game designer, 
for both Harlem Unbound and The Haunted West on various Chaosium projects. My lifelong friend who I have slayed many, many dragons with. And my and dad. And Jeremy's dad. dad. It's Chris Spivey. <laughs> Chris Welcome Spivey. to the Throat Show. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you. I will point out. Now, Chris, I have to ask. I, I fed you that is line. That, is that the strangest intro you've ever had? No, it is not. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. We'll take it. We I can, take I can tell you when I lived in, Jesus, where was that? I've moved around so much. Um, never mind. I will share that story. That that may be a, a Patreon story, not for digital listeners. If it's okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh my God, so okay. Well, um, well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Very, very excited to, to have you on. We got the we had the absolute pleasure of playing um, Harlem Unbound yes, last year uh, with a wonderful friend of the show, London Carlisle, and it was just oh, it was brilliant so and so amazing. Much so fun, um, so much appreciated for all of your work. London um, is incredible. But I think, and I may have listened yes, to that yeah. and, and may have squeed the whole time. Oh, hey! Oh, oh, that's You're cool. gonna make that's, me squeeze. I'm, oh I'm so glad that I'm not aware of who's gonna listen to stuff when we <laughs> yeah. record them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I'd be so much more conscious of my performance if yeah. I was if I was aware of like. Oh, do you Chris, have any notes? Chris do you have any notes, Chris? Oh, yeah, notes yeah, yeah. We can stop recording, and you can just give us. Uh-huh, notes yes, please, just tear it apart, please. Yeah. You got to do it with London. London is so incredible that any notes I would have given yeah. you, he's likely already given you and come up with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So true. true. And he he's, us he's a, a real harsh critic. Criticism. Yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, he told absolutely. us specifically to pipe the fuck down uh, several times during the <laughs> <laughs> recording. We had that was the thing we had to edit the most was the yeah. number yes. of times that he stopped yes. the recording <laughs> and said, "I'm I'm about to walk. I'm about to walk. <laughs> I'm fucking done." Uh, so if you make one more crack, oh I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we're just well. Kidding, I think. S- Speaking of stories uh, that we uh, that we can't share or, or maybe won't share, why don't we go ahead and do a little lore dump before we get into this episode properly? Because who doesn't love a good lore dump? Uh, if everyone is new to the show, a lore dump is an, uh, a little segment that was invented by Erica Ishii. And Thank the you, idea is, is that we will share a like two to three sentence max little tidbit of information about our past. But the catch is, is that no one, no one on this Zoom is allowed to answer ask any follow-up questions nope. not one and it is painful i would like to point out there has been some absolute doozies on here <laughs> i'd like yeah. to point out that you woke up this morning and chose violence so yeah, be yeah, prepared yeah, yeah. yeah. yep <laughs> oh, <boy>. absolutely absolutely <laughs> we're in a uh, weird little mood <laughs> does it does, it, does <laughs> anyone have any mood. uh just in a weird little mood. Uh, title of the episode, Weird Little Mood. Um, <laughs> does anyone have a lore dump teed up that they want to share with us? I have I one, I think. I have Let's one. Let's go live. What do you got? Shit. Um, I was once exploded on a film set. Yeah, okay. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. A solid one. Okay, yeah. that's decent. That's yeah, decent. Right. Man. Because I, I was like, one. I was stressing myself out, you know, because I was like, okay, okay, what's happened in my life? I don't know. Um, yes. But that's that's a good one. I like that. Jeremy, go. Um, And I may have actually mentioned this before, but there exists on YouTube a video of me playing on stage with uh, the lead singer of Walk the Moon, who are most famous for the song Shut Up and Dance uh, from the 2010s, big, big hit from the 2010s, as well as uh, all three members of the band Public, who are most famous for their TikTok uh, their TikTok hit song, Put Your Hand in Mine. Uh, Melody's like, put your hand in mine. Yeah, I was on stage performing Whoa. with all four of those people. And there is a video wow. of that on YouTube. Yeah. I've seen the video. It exists. Dig it out. 
Dig it out. Dig mm-hmm. it out. I'll I'll jump in and we'll save Chris uh, for last because yes. mine is also YouTube related. There is a video online of me doing my first ever stand up set and my last ever stand up set. Never did one afterwards. <laughs> this was back when I was in secondary school slash high school okay. for Whoa. Americans. Did so it end uh, this is a name change as well? This is. Ah, no, I'm not going to tell you that, Jeremy, because you might find it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't ask any follow-up questions, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. You You broke the one rule, Jeremy. You broke the rules. Yeah. Uh, Before Jeremy interrogates this any further, because my word, I'm now terrified and in a full flop sweat that someone's going to find this. Uh, Do you have a law dub for us? I once in a bar, I once danced on a piano in a bar singing Frank Sinatra karaoke to someone I was trying to meet. Whoa! And I'm not a singer. I've karaoke since college, and I am bad. But I I I do not have a lack of confidence when it comes to it. Yes, oh, get that but imagine that. If imagine if that was like how networking was worked, just like you wanted to meet mm. someone, and so you have to like perform. I would sure. love that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna let anyone know that that would work on me. But like anyone who has the confidence to get on a piano and sing Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. even if it was bad, I'd be yeah. like, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need some of that confidence. I want to be mm-hmm. close to that confidence. Sure. If someone Especially like... if you're bad, honestly. <laughs> yeah, if someone non-diegetically or diegetically somehow uh, <laughs> like sings to me in a bar, I'm in, you know? I'm, I'm so, yeah, so in. <laughs> Well, uh, Chris, why don't we get to know you a little bit more? Because uh, I think, you know, whilst that a brilliant fact, uh, we would love to know what is your nerdy origin story? When did, y- you know, uh, Chris Spivey get into uh, all of this nerdy stuff? Like, what was the original thing for you, the original spark? So originally, my parents put me in this pod and launched me to Earth from our dying planet. And oh, traveled wow. through nice. space and I got sure. all my education. Then mm-hmm, I crashed mm-hmm. land, landed outside of a okay. small farm and I was taken in by this family. Oh, wow. We'll call them okay. the, the rents. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, is this story not working? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to hear more, please. Uh, what kind yeah, of field was it? <laughs> is it Clark Spivey or Kal-El Spivey? Sorry. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey. Nice. There we go. I would have gone with a cornfield because when it crashed, it could have had yeah. more of a big fire from the corn and did a big thing. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. less cool so, version. Clark, I mean Chris. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the less cool version is I grew up in a small town in Alabama called Auburn. And growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends, so I fell in love with books. And I think I bought mm-hmm. my first gaming book and I was six or seven. Me and my I one friend, Jay, walked across town because that's what you could do back then by yourselves, two kids unaccompanied around seven to a game store. Mm-hmm. And I uh, bought the red box set and that sort of cemented me into gaming and geekdom. After that, it was sort of the Shinara books. Then it became space books. Then it went hardcore into comic books and superheroes. Nice. Nice. Yep. Okay. nice. Who's your favorite superhero? Like- I was just about to, yeah, same. Jeremy, we're in sync. (laughs) That is a a more complex question than you can imagine. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you've already mentioned Superman. I mean, you are Superman, so you can't vote for yourself, sorry. You did did elect to give yourself, of all of the origin stories, you elected to give yourself the Superman. (laughs) It's true. It's so, you know. It's the best one. He was like the first mainstream superhero. If I had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for my, I'm more of a Marvel than a DC person. 
So uh, it was, okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. yeah, Spider-Man was my hero growing up because it was on the, the even the recent movie sort of pointed out that anyone could be under the mask. But my yeah. absolute mm-hmm. hero is Captain America when Captain America is written right. Mm. Ooh, okay. What would be an example okay. of Captain America written right? Yeah, yeah, it was, absolutely. From um, if we go with the the Civil War, how Captain America sides with the people of the U.S. and the heroes and mm-hmm. keep their identities, because Captain America written properly is someone that represents the country themselves, not the politicians or the power structure. So it's someone yeah. that represents the heart and spirit of what the country should be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Captain America written badly yeah. is he's a tool yeah. of the government. I like that. Okay. So <laughs> did you then enjoy uh, The Winter Soldier? Because I feel like that's what that movie is the most about. That and to a lesser extent Civil War, I guess. My my top three favorite comic book movies that I cannot figure out which one wins, depends on which day you ask me, is the Black Panther movie because I waited a lifetime for the first Black Panther mm-hmm. movie. Captain America, yep. Winter Soldier, yep. Yep. and Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. quality yes. top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quality that's a great that. top three. So now that's a great top three. Honestly, Into Spider Verse makes it makes me cry thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah. just beautiful, um, beautiful film. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I am going to ask this follow up question for all of you: Who Ooh. or what, depending on if you go with alien species, is your favorite superhero? <laughs> Mm. Ooh. Oh, Who should go um, first? I can ask, like, I, I answer straight away. But, um, it's it's the same. It's the same as as uh, well. One you mentioned, Spider Man, uh, which is so ironic because I'm afraid of spiders, but <laughs> I love Spider Man. <laughs> I feel like of all, of, I feel like of all of the uh, superheroes, Spider Man truly has like very little to do with actual spiders. Yeah, he has for like sure. he's like a spider in his life like one time, and kind of yeah. just like, and yeah. then they all left him alone. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good though. I'm not like I'm not like yeah. shooting spiders or anything. I'm good. yeah, <laughs> like a like a machine gun, but spiders come out. Yeah, no, awful. yeah, yeah, um, which you know could have been. Yeah, a I mean. Could <laughs> that would be such a weird way to present spider-man i would love it yeah. um but uh but yeah no i uh like just since i think like i've seen like i've read some comic books when i was quite when i was younger but like the the films from sony the sony films mm-hmm. are they, mm-hmm. yeah they were um, the, the toby and uh and, toby uh, and, and yeah yeah and andrew yeah oh, i met andrew, andrew garfield out in london once uh and he was like walking around and then there was this like woman who was having a really intelligent conversation with him and i was 17 and i was like <gasps> hello andrew hello it's nice to meet you uh, was he like are you okay tries to help you yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i was just i got a picture with him actually and then i and then i turned away for a second then he was gone so like uh yeah no it was he swung away sure. he just shot straight yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all three of us, all, all three of us went in for the same, same joke we were like no, we I always, what's funny is i always say that as well though i'm like he must have swung away and, I was, <laughs> and that's yeah that's my favorite that's my guy love it uh jeremy what about you uh same here spider-man has always been uh my favorite superhero i yeah mm. he's just great he's a great character uh i yeah, I think uh, it, it would be Spider-Man after, especially after the Spider-Verse movies, because like mm. they have just captured my heart and soul in a way that like truly not many films have ever done. Like I love mm. them on a fundamental level, but I just in the interest of balance, I am going to go ahead and say Nightcrawler 
Uh, I've always yeah, loved okay. that character. Okay. Ever, I pretty much ever since like X Men Two, the, yeah. the 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 Pentagon scene, cool is scene. It, the White House scene. Sorry, it was oh, just yeah. I was like, oh, so sick. this is truly mind blowing. <laughs> like this is the coolest dude ever. And I it still think that's a top Alan ten Cummings. superhero Crazy. movie action scene of all time. In my mm-hmm. opinion, oh, yeah. it just it's just yeah. so cool. It's so sick. It's mm-hmm. so unbelievably sick. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, speaking of unbelievably sick things, Chris, your work is uh, yeah. uh, absolutely amazing. We've had like we've mentioned already. We had the work. So as the joy of playing, as, as I mentioned, world already. I am a Nubian podcaster, mm-hmm. so I like to interrupt and segue to something else. I'm going to go back to your Ellen Cumming comment and talk about how amazing Ellen Cumming is. <laughs> Being yeah. in, being in like cabaret, it's coming you back. You dare compliment me? <laughs> you dare. Yeah, yeah. Don't you dare compliment me? <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> no, sorry. That's I, it. Uh, I think. Oh, we just want to talk about. My... Yeah, uh, Alan. Sure. Can I throw out a slight thing? I did not realize mm-hmm. it took me until I was, I think, around nineteen or twenty, maybe twenty-one, to realize that Alan. So the first year? role that I saw Alan coming in, which was uh, the role of no. Uh, the role of Luke <laughs> in Spy Kids. Yes, I yes. until oh, that uh, twenty or twenty one to realize oh, that God, the name yeah. Finnegus Floop is yes. so ridiculous. I never <laughs> realized that was a silly name. I just accepted it. Finnegus Floop. Yeah, normal name. And there was oh. I was like sitting in my friend's dorm room one day, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Wait Finnegus Floop. Floop. It's a silly name. That's ridiculous. I mean." The, con- the whole con- there's thumb men going around. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the worst yeah. of our, like the least Truly. of our, our problems. Really. I know, yeah, but the man. floop thing got me. <laughs> I, I accepted. I still don't. I still can accept the fun. The, the thumb men. I'm pretty yeah. sure his like right hand is like his last name is like minion as well. Like I'm pr- like the the what's it? Uh, the oh yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like Alex it's minion, minion or Alexander Minion or something. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like it's so silly. He calls him Minion because it's his actual yeah. name. Because it's his actual name. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. That's fair enough. Man, I, I thought it was being movies. a jerk. I frequently reference the Elijah Wood getting toasted. In <laughs> oh my god, yes. like yes. way too often. Oh my like, god, it was a seminal part of my childhood. Uh, like, it was very, that moment, very, very I was like, they got a, they got Frodo, they got Frodo, God, Frodo, no! It was, it was really traumatic for me. So <laughs> really stuck I can't remember anything else from that movie. Yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, well, I am going to as we're uh, on the do Al- just like Spike, it's 3D. Oh, oh and, Chris had something uh, to say. As, wait. Oh, yes. As we're on the Alan Cummings game. podcast talk right now, do you know that he's yes. also uh, exceptional in Smigadoon? Smigadoon. I, I haven't actually watched past episode one of Smigadoon. Uh, I didn't realize that he's in it. Now that I know that Alan Cummings is in it, I may actually have to revisit Smigadoon. Live, you would love Smigadoon. <laughs> would I? You would, it's amazing. You would absolutely love it's like it's just like a normal couple travels into a musical theater like town and it is oh, absolutely shit. ludicrous <laughs> and okay uh, uh king of michael key is like one of the main guys oh, oh my see god this. yes Cameron is in it too it's oh you got jane crazy. i shmiga didn't hear of it until this yeah. moment They've got two Kristen seasons. Chenoweth? Sorry, I'm looking through the cast. Sorry, As... Titus is in it. Oh yeah. my god. No. Titus shows <laughs> up in season two. No. Oh wow. shit. Well, and, now, and an incredible now, role, by the way, for Titus too. If you <sighs> I don't know if how familiar you all are with musicals. Oh, uh, pretty familiar. I'm pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but it's all musical theater so. kids, aren't we? So, yeah. 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 Basically, <laughs> for season two, if you know Pippin, 
and the role that Ben Vereen yeah. originally played, mm-hmm. Titus is playing a riff on that for the season two of Shemigadine. Oh. Ooh. Oh, damn. Okay. I'm excited. I would love... Okay. Oh. Oh, God. Uh, so head over to the Patreon for Three Black Halflings Schmigadoon Watch Along. Uh, <laughs> I would show up for that. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Yes. I think, oh my God, honestly, please. a lot of people would. It would just require yeah. us all being in the same place for long enough to watch two seasons of Schmigadoon. <laughs> what's the first episode on the la- and No, all Titus episodes, and then we're, we're good. Yeah. And then all yeah. Titus. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Well, sure. and Alan Cumming. We need Alan Cumming. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole reason. Definitely yeah. Definitely that. Yeah. 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 If you would like to get on point, I, um, I can stop tangenting. Yes, I, I'm happy to tangent. No, 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 please. Oh, you, you can ask Andy about Jeremy it. Has I a question, tangent all so day. I'll let you. Yeah, <laughs> I had. A, Jeremy I has a question, so I'll let you jump in. Um, so we haven't quite gotten to how you got into the industry, but I'm going to skip ahead. What was your inspiration for Haunted West? Uh, as a show that have, have we have done a Weird West series, Weird West actual play. I'm curious, what was your inspiration uh, for the Haunted West setting and system? Wow. Um, you're going to make me be serious. Now. Let me let me put on my gamer face. Oh, you can still tell jokes. Uh, you can do it, yeah, just, yeah, I just yeah. also want to know that information while the silliness happens. Um, growing up, I was raised by my grandmother. She, I didn't, so she was my entire family. Like, it was me and my grandmother for my entire childhood. And one of the things that we would do is on Saturday mornings, the kid, I'd go in, I'd go downstairs. Well, I'd go into the other room because we live in two different houses. Longer story. But we always had one TV. And kid, I'm watching cartoons and I'm loving it. I'm in my own world. And every fucking Saturday, sorry, can I use profanity on your podcast? <laughs> yeah, you can. Oh, oh yeah, yeah no, absolutely no, fine. You're please, all good. Please. Great. Every fucking Saturday, yes. Let me yeah, rewind. Yeah. Every, uh, Saturday. every fucking Saturday, <laughs> she would come in at 10 o'clock and switch the channel to the fucking rifleman. And there I am. I'm like nine. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why are we watching this? That's a nine-year-old screaming, what the fuck is this? I really like that. It's (laughs) it's called an internal monologue. Um, So. (laughs) Yes, you're right. Right, right, right. right. Sorry, sorry. That needs to be clarified. We thought you were swearing at your grandma, Chris. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I... I was in Alabama with a with an old school grandmother who was a fan of. Yeah. This is something you should never do to your uh, children. Sure. I want to establish this right now. Mm-hmm. It does not yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. to to change their behavior. But she was a strong, staunch believer in the Alabama switch. So no, not the yeah. switch. And I I don't mean the PlayStation. I mean the, the one. Oh, I know what the it one is. you go get <laughs> yeah. from a tree, and then you yeah. proceed yeah. to hit your kids with it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a big schmigga dunk. Okay. Get my switch. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I I was I was aware of a switch, but I was unaware of what an Alabama switch was. I didn't know if it was oh, something right, I see. slightly. You know what I mean? We were upgrading on the if, original. You know, I was if, worried for a second. If I'm putting Alabama in front of it, it, it's a downgrade. Yeah. Yeah. I really do like the idea though of like grandma just being like go get me my switch i'm about to school you in mario kart you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah you know. just <laughs> she just humiliates nice. you yeah <laughs> tears you apart so <laughs> internal monologue profanity um but i got to the point where it was something we started bonding over actually so us watching westerns mm-hmm. we kind of started bonding and then she would come in a slight digression and she'd start watching doctor who with me and we watched sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. together oh, too. Nice. But it all came out of that Western bonding time for us. So within six months, I might have like started giving her the remote instead of trying to hide the remote as a kid. Oh. And that stuck with me. But even then watching it, it kept recurring to me that there was a lot of fucking white people and there were like mm-hmm. no black people. And occasionally when a yeah, black yeah. person show up, oh, wow. they would be enslaved. They might be a servant. They might be yep. the butt of someone else's joke. Um, 
There was actually one or two where Sammy Davis showed up and had a slightly better role, but it was still in sort of the same mold. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. So I had grew up getting a love of Westerns, but that nagging feeling. And when I get older, as you may have seen now, I've gotten into something called research. And so I started researching the Old West and hearing all the old stories. And I wanted to tell those stories that were actually true because a lot of them are so amazing and those people's voices have been lost that it is better than most fiction. And it gives light to what the country and the people actually were doing and what they went through. Because some of them were good people, some of them were bad people, but their complex lives and stories need to be told. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, are you then a big fan of like the the more, I guess, modern trend of revisionist Westerns uh, that kind of take a different look at the way that the West was I, I, probably the most famous ones that deal with black people would be what the harder they fall, uh, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, stuff like that. Yeah, mm. I, I really enjoy uh, Django Unchained. I have intrinsic problems, but I, I still like it with the harder they fall. Because the historian, what, what, are intrinsic fault? what are your intrinsic problems with it? The historian and person that likes actual facts, yeah. If mm. they chosen one <laughs> named character sure. and had the rest of them be just different named people and have that adventure been awesome, but that also intrinsically breaks Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves, who is so obsessed with the law and doing the right thing, he arrested his own son because he had faith that the law would do the right thing and see him through, and to have him. Mm-hmm. Knowing the history that who's going to arrest his own son, but you know what? I'll do some crime with you right now. My son, though, no. fuck that asshole. He's <laughs> he's going down. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and little things it's like tough. that. It's tough to tough to balance that for sure. Um, well, if I can cycle back just a little bit because I'd love to dig into like how you you know started out in uh, this industry, but also I guess into like writing, game design. You know things like that. Was it was it something that you'd always kind of set out to do, um, and uh, and was it did it come from a place of wanting to tell you know stories like Haunted West, for instance? It wasn't something I really wanted to do, um, but I fell in love with gaming, and I kept not seeing people like me or other marginalized people. And occasionally, when I did, mm-hmm. the stories weren't told with the same level of respect or care given to yeah. white characters. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about me is if I don't like something, I'm going to do something to try to at least fix it or stem the tide. So that's when I grew up all of my life with Zora Neale Hurston because she's my cousin. And my aunt went to her funeral and I have like the funeral flyer from when she passed and all these other things. So that part of has always been part of my own story. And one of the things I wanted to do, because I loved Call of Cthulhu because Call of Cthulhu is steeped in history. And I encountered mm-hmm. Lovecraft at a young age, and then I discovered the racism in Lovecraft that I felt before, but I didn't have something <laughs> mm-hmm. articulate yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 And I decided I wanted to combine the 1920s for Call of Cthulhu and the Harlem Renaissance, which is like this incredible t- time period. And the Harlem Renaissance impacted mm-hmm. the entire world, just not America. And I pitched the idea to some different companies, one of which Chaosium. And I was I was told politely mm-hmm. by several different companies that, that that is a great sounding idea, but we don't think anyone wants to buy that or have anything to do with it. 
Oh, really? That's so interesting. Yuck. <laughs> oh, my word. You know who you are. I don't know if you're listening to this, but you know. <laughs> I mean, look, the people who said that absolutely are not listening to three black yeah, no, yeah, no, You know what I mean? This is not really the show for them, I feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's not. Because we've, we've called them out probably by name several times during the yeah, course probably. of the show. <laughs> probably. And I did what Chris is prone to do and say, fuck it, I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, absolutely. I did it. Yeah. And we're very glad that you did do it. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, very, very fun. What was the process then, I guess, like, did you have a history in, like, writing? Had you, like, had you written and done, like, kind of this kind of creative work before? Or was it, like, a bit of a gear change to then come into writing and then also into specifically game design? Was that something that was, like, newer to you when you did that? As a, a kid, I was always drawing and writing. And the drawing fell off because I was, I was decent. Mm. I'm not going to... Degrade, downgrade my skill. It was decent. Okay. Uh, now I would be middling because it's been so long since I've done it. But I got <laughs> more into writing and the creative process of writing. I enjoyed. I was a uh, mascus even then because writing is a pain in the ass to do, and no one should have to do it and mm-hmm. suffer for hours uh, on it, <laughs> staring at a blank page mm-hmm. and coming out with like five hundred words. But yeah. mm-hmm. been there. During that time, I also became um, an intelligence analyst for the military. So I became used to writing and researching and everything else. So the creative writing I'd already done, coupled with the Intel writing and research experience, enabled me to do all the work by myself to start create kind of a a pitch deck for it. So it was maybe 30 pages. It had a sampling of a scenario, some characters, general outline, and I passed it around to different companies. And that's what I got notes for. And that's when I decided I got an invite to go to Metatopia in 2014 or 2015 from AV. So that was awesome. I had been there. I didn't know what to do. And I received a random email because I'd started Dark Cruiser Company, I think in 2013. Mostly just so if I got job gigs, they could send it all to one email address and it stays separate from my uh, professional other work account. Yeah, makes sense. And I got a random email from someone named Brennan Reese saying, hey, are you the Chris Spivey that went to Auburn High School? That was the full extent of the email. <laughs> no, point, you know, no goodbye. I honestly appreciate it. More people could yeah. send emails like that mm-hmm. nowadays. That'd be great. And I responded with a "Why, yes, random internet stranger, that is I." In email, <laughs> and then there was a full thing of like, "Hey, it's Brennan. We went to high school together. We weren't really mm-hmm. in the same circles." And like, gave background and context. In preference, in a for as a point of reference in future, if anyone wants to contact someone, include more of that content in the initial send say <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. explain how you know them but he said he yeah. saw my yes um he said he saw my name on the metatopia list and wanted to reach out so we met at metatopia and brennan is an incredible artist and like layout design person and everything else and over scotches and bourbon i told him my big vision mm-hmm. for harlem unbound and he was instantly on board which was great because I had the mm. creative writing, the program management, all that in the mm-hmm. historical research part, but I did not have the layout skills to be able to do it. And so we sort of teamed up um, a Batman and Robin, if you will, a uh, Spider-Man and a Peter and Miles, if you will. I could make a couple of different one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go <laughs> yeah, sure. Bond and Moneypenny. Um Ooh. Okay, okay. Nice, nice, nice. I need to know who is who in these scenarios, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great if we could get But we have a, a no follow-up questions thing, right? Um, 
Oh, uh, only on the well, lore dumps. Only on the lore only, dumps, technically. Um, yeah. You know, if you Imagine want to invoke that said... as a lore dump, then we can no longer. Like, you yeah. can invoke the lore dump whenever you choose. And at which point, then no follow up questions. The entire interview was a lore dump. This whole <laughs> podcast was just like, hey, no follow up questions. We will not ask you any questions. You talk and we listen, and that is it. Okay? And that is it. That's the full <laughs> hour it. show. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. It's so the two of us together. I, I will say that I could have made the book without Brennan, but the book would not have been at the quality and par that it is without his help and the help of the other writers and the editors and the artists and the proofreaders that became part of that team to build it. I, I want to point out that any project is never one person. It is a team of people composed together that make yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, how was the uh, collaboration process like bringing that story to life with the help of other people? Do they like share your vision kind of thing? Uh, I got lucky for the for the first mm-hmm. version of Harlem Unbound. I had met uh, Ruth Tillman because at the same Metatopia, I was put in contact with Cat from Pilgrim Press, uh, and I did some freelancing work for them. I lived in D.C., Ruth lived in D.C., so we sort of met up together to talk about research for uh, Cthulhu Confidential. So it's like a 1940s, from from my game version of it, noir Cthulhu thing. And so we're at the bar. You notice a lot of my stories still with bars. Um, I, I have a fun... Mine too, it's fine. Thank you. Uh, I have a fondness for scotch and whiskey. So we met there, and we talked for like three or four hours, and Ruth was writing the New York section. So I knew that... I wanted to have Ruth on the project and I asked if she would join it because of her research experience. She was easy to work with and she jumped on the chance to do it. So that gave me a person with a solid foundation already of New York history. In addition to what I've been researching, Mm. I met Neil Raymond Price at Metatopia also. And I, I'm going to con my way into some Onyx path work because I didn't have a lot of credits yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I asked Neil to join up because Neil has a very certain voice that I wanted to get for parts of the book to invoke in it. And Neil jumped on mm. board for it. And a lot of the story works like mostly like that. Everyone I went to was very engaged with the idea and the thought of it. And mm. we made it. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Getting that buy-in at the beginning of a creative project, I think, can be quite huge. You know, I mm, think that sure. I've definitely been in a part of projects where you're like, you know, you're kind of having to work during the project to like get everyone yeah. on board. And like mm-hmm. that is a tough sell. It's a tough place to be in because, you know, you'll normally be the one that's putting in the, you know, just countless hours or whatever it is. And then so if you're doing that whilst also trying to sort of be like, hey, any chance I could get a like oh, a, yeah, a little yeah. hand, you know, it can be, uh, it can be, it can be very, very tough. So I, I, yeah, definitely agree with you there. That's a super important part of it. Um, I, I guess my my kind of uh, follow up on the thing that I'm kind of thinking about now is just like, it, you know, now being in this industry, having you know uh, uh, worked on quite a few things, and um, you know, how have you seen the industry evolve? If you have seen it evolve, you know, maybe. Uh, it, maybe it hasn't, but you know, what, how's the, uh, what's your perspective been on the industry as a whole? And do you feel like it's sort of progressing and trending in the right direction, the wrong direction, or, you know, just what's your sort of general vibe uh, of the space as it is at the moment? The easiest way to phrase it would be um, three steps forward, two steps back for the entire tenure mm-hmm. of my time. It's mm-hmm. constantly evolving and changing, but there are so many forces and don't necessarily want it to change in, in my, in my opinion, what are progressive and positive ways, because that hurts their mm-hmm. bottom line. And some of them are just racist. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And 
they have enough power and influence to stop progress or at least slow it to a, a snail's pace. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is yeah. there's not a lot of money in the RPG industry for small creative companies. There, There's not. It's... <laughs> nope, so and mm-hmm. if they can slow it enough, that allows other people that don't want certain things to happen to smother smaller companies until they go away. And then that tide that they'd started is gone. And things will flow back to how it was before until there's enough of an mm-hmm. upheaval and someone else tries to rise up and do the same thing. It is very cyclical. Mm. And I've watched it occur over the past, Jesus, have I been in business almost a decade? Uh, decade. <laughs> well, yeah. congratulations on a, on a pretty cool decade. Like, yeah, nice, yeah. Good, amazing. <laughs> Sorry, you've had to witness that. But yes, yeah. no, it's, it's yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Great. I would say for the short time that we have been in the industry, the biggest mm. change I think has been, at least for me, has been the number of people of color who are present and prominent, I think. Yeah. Like when mm-hmm. we started there, it seems like there were some people who were already involved, but it seems like over the past couple of years, they have only become increasingly prominent. And there have been many, many more faces and voices that have appeared during that time and have gained some level of popularity. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that has been the biggest change that I've seen. But I, in terms of the actual way the industry is run, I would have to really agree with you. Uh, like the, mm-hmm. the, the, thankfully the faces of the people of color don't seem to be showing up and then vanishing all the time. It doesn't feel like a three steps forward, two, two steps back in terms of the number, but mm-hmm. in terms of the actual way that the industry is functioning, we've talked about it on this show numerous times in various areas, whether it be in TV, we, I know we talked about some of the backlash that uh, rings of power had gotten. Um, mm-hmm. we talked about, mm. um, uh, we've talked about uh, the D&D, the issues with D&D and how they yep. have, mm-hmm. it has been a real struggle uh, for them to try and progress with their lore and how they depict things. Most recently, Baldur's Gate 3 coming out and how mm-hmm. that game seems to like just completely bring back <laughs> all of that old stuff that mm-hmm. D&D as a brand had been shifting away from. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, different things like that. It, it really does feel like a struggle, uh, even though it does feel like it's inching in a positive direction overall. Yeah. But yeah. the I'm problem is that inching that. takes so long, you've lost yeah. so many other voices. And yeah. I, I love that there are more people of color that were seeing and are out doing things. I want those people of color to publish more books. I want them to make mm-hmm. more games because it yeah. is great. How can I say this properly? Because I'm in full, <laughs> I'm serious, because I'm in full support of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm and all the actual plays, and all that is amazing, and it's great, it's getting them fans, but in one year from today, if you make an actual play, even when we started, you all didn't know I listened to your actual play, it was great, I want you to do more actual plays, but if you put out a book in addition to the actual play, people can still go back to that book that you made with your faces and your name on it in a year, in 10 years, in 20 years, and that is something that's always there, the video is always there, but graphics will change things will be updated like that so there's yeah the balance is right is what i guess what i'm saying i wonder if uh there's anything that you might uh say or either as advice or as a a, you know even just a a thought on like you know someone who is looking into making a book or publishing something you know like where that might go because i think that from my own perspective you know a podcast the show actual play feels so infinitely more accessible than Mm -hmm. you know like like getting a book to print or you know Mm -hmm. and it's not something that i've had experience with and it's you know definitely something where 
where daunting. Uh, I've I've sort of started to get to the point where you know I think and we've started to get to the point as a show and I think you know the other two probably can attest to this where like people are now sort of maybe asking us you know like oh do you, you know would you want to be involved in this project or would you want to mm-hmm. write on this or would you want to make mm-hmm. something of your own and we're sort of still we're kind of getting there but I think mostly because people are coming to us now yeah. but I'm yeah. aware that that's sort of like a, a privilege that a lot of people within the industry don't have and so I'm wondering if there's anything that you know from your perspective that you kind of you know, is there any resources or anything that you're kind of seeing out there that you think, wow, people need to be using this or talking to these people or, you know, whatever it may be? Um, I would love to tell you that I do, but I don't. I did it the hard way. Mm-hmm. There were I didn't yeah. know. So I tried, failed, tried, failed, succeeded, succeeded, failed, failed, succeeded. And there would be people that are more ingrained in the industry than what I am because part of the success of Harlem Unbound and Haunted West being fantastic have closed more doors than they've opened for me as a creative. Really? Oh, how, how so? so? Sorry, I'm Liv, telling... Liv, we're on the same page again. We're the, we're the same. <laughs> we're, we're the same, Jeremy. I'm telling stories that are have truth and on topics that are difficult that people don't want to engage with. So mm-hmm. they're the fans that don't want to do it, but they're also the company people that will now not really talk to me. They definitely won't hire me. And... Mm-hmm. because they think that I'm going to come into the their space and voice these opinions and try to help rectify their problems. And you know what? They're right. I would. I would. You invite yeah. me in there. I'm, I'm going to help. Should. I'm yeah. going to try to help you clean <laughs> yeah. your house. Um, mm. But so that is closed out of doors. So I don't necessarily have the same access that other people would. So if you're going to put out a passion project, I would say be sure that you're ready for the positive and negatives or whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's not funny we anymore. As well. No, 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 no. no. Like, this is good. This is great. This is this is exactly yeah. what the kind of conversations we want. To this be is the podcast. It's like you know, we'll be funny, but then we'll get real with you, and you have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> then we but, snap uh, at the end. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Lots of snaps. Um, but yeah, no. It, like as Jess was was saying, like um, it's really nice to see that there are more opportunities like coming our way. But I, I. I Every single time it does happen, and I notice this with you, um, Jasper and Jeremy as well, we're always like, really? Oh, 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 okay. Gosh, all right, sure. We're still not used to like, mm. I don't know. It, I feel like there's just a constant like um, being a person of color in in a space and then just feeling so like honored if something comes your way. And even though it, like, you know. As opposed it, to it sh- like feeling like, oh yeah, I've earned this. Okay, cool. Yeah, Great. Let's have exactly. a conversation. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think if anything, that's the thing that feels disappointing from an industry uh, point of view. And definitely the thing that, you know, I'm going to, uh, and I'm sort of, I'm currently in, you know, doing and, and making plans to do at the moment. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, the accessibility of opportunity, I think is just like, it just doesn't really exist. There's not really a framework, right? Because the industry is, as a whole is probably really there's like two to three kind of big players and then everyone else is sort of like, you know, working with like money, but not like, yeah. you know, the kind of money where you can make change, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do think that like creating a network for opportunity is something that like, you know, needs to happen. I think it exists in other industries and I think it has mm-hmm. had yielded kind of really fruitful results, but it's just something that we don't currently have. And I, you know, very aware of the fact that like, like you said, Liv, it's like, you know, when we get opportunities, I, I, I sort of like, slightly like flinch where I'm like oh, oh god really what's sure? the catch? What's like the catch? me because I because yeah. also partly because like I know you know 
there's x amount of incredibly talented people you know uh who who i know and i'm like oh they'd probably be better and so i'm like oh i kind of want to bring them through and so i think it's a it's a very uh it's a it's a uh, a tricky thing to negotiate but i completely mm-hmm. agree with you that like there is something about the um you know whether it be like publishing or like other areas where i think we need to see more prominence from uh people of color and minority groups uh absolutely because yeah. i think and yeah you're absolutely right in terms of actual play and everything i think there's a you know we're getting to a point where there's nowhere near you know any kind of equality or anything <laughs> no. but like we're getting mm-hmm. to a point where like oh yeah there's like we're getting some really lo- like incredible prominent people who are doing absolutely amazing work who yeah. are you know popping up on your google searches as frequently as you know your matt mercers or your brennan mulligans or whatever which is i think great but mm-hmm. i definitely think that you know i feel like at the moment the ttrpg industry is a uh, green book getting on stage to with <laughs> to accept the roster you know what i mean it's like mahershala <laughs> ali stood there and you're like oh yeah there he is and then mm-hmm. behind him is just like a sea of white producers <laughs> Uh, so like i feel like that's definitely the bit that's uh that's got to change next uh for Mm -hmm. us to kind of usher in the next uh era of um uh, of the space my my next thing i guess would be is there anything and you could absolutely say no Um, but is there anything that you're kind of like one thing before we move mm -hmm. on i will say that i've heard fantastic things about big bad con so if you have a chance to go yes definitely go network and and do the thing mm. Yes, yeah, so that's a very good point. I probably should have brought up Big Bad Con because I've had the pleasure of going uh, uh, two years in a row. Um, the first year I went out as a POC scholar, uh, so they paid for my flight to go out and my hotel room and everything. And uh, it was honestly life-changing. Like I've had by far the most successful career year of my life uh and i wouldn't attribute this just to big bad con in the sense that Mm -hmm. i don't want to you know anyone out there to get some sort of sense of false hope that like you'll go to big bad con and then you'll be like you know uh, get all of the success or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i definitely think that like it is uh probably the closest thing to a real kind of like industry meet for everyone who's on that kind of like you know anyone who's on that kind of like lower rung who genuinely like with people who can help you with people who can bring you up and i just think there's a a, you're going to get another opportunity like that within ttrpgs because most of the time if you're going to a convention like you know chris chris spivey's doing signings and stuff you know what i mean like you can't run Mm. up to chris and be like yo can i grab you for like a you know proper 15 minute chat and like where you're not exhausted and you know whatever else whereas big bad comedy prioritizes making space for that uh, which mm. I think is really, really important because, uh, you know, other conventions and other places where you might bump into these people just might not be the most appropriate time to try and grab them for like a meeting powwow when they're like in between panels and they're, you know, mm-hmm. they've got 10 minutes to eat their lunch or they've, you know, yeah. they're exhausted because they've been on a plane for how many hours or whatever it is. And I think uh, Big Bad does a really great job with that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So thank nice you for reminding that... me, Chris. <clears throat> yeah. You'd be surprised. So nice they prioritize as well. Oh, go no, ahead, go. Chris, go on. You, you're going to be you're going to be really pertinent. I'm going to be tangenting. So please. Oh no, <laughs> me? Oh no, no, no. Um, uh, always. Uh, no. You're absolutely right. Always. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just really nice that Big Bad Con like prioritizes like um, POC voices as well because like you do get because I'm I go to a lot of cons um, with my job and you there are a lot of like panels that are like how to get into like voice acting, how to get into the industry, how to get into you know games and stuff like that. Um, but it's uh, it it resonated with me what you said Chris about like how like if you were invited into those spaces you would be like hey clean up your act because I think that there is a lot of like fear of that 
you know, there's a lot of a fear of being called out, uh, you know, for not having certain things in sp- in, in place. Um, Jasper, you're like nodding, like, mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I just, uh, you know, I'm just thinking furiously about the amount of times that we'll kind of like go to have a guest on the show or something, be like, hey, cool, we're probably going to talk about diversity and stuff, just so you know, because it's a big part of, you know, yeah. the show and everything. And they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, it's not that I don't want to talk about that. It's just like, you know, and it's like, hey, do, like, chill. We're like, you know what I mean? We're not trying to get you. We just want to no. hear your opinions. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think, but uh, Jasper, I think what you're highlighting is the fact that mm. uh, the reason they get nervous is because mm. they know, like they're internally yeah. telling on themselves saying, I probably I could, do could have done more. And to be yeah. honest, this hasn't really been that big of a priority for me in a lot no. of these areas. And I kind of recognize that it's, I, that's not really great. Uh, and so, but I want, I, but I also, I, I'm not hostile. I'm not against yeah. it. So yeah. they're trying to like do it, to communicate it in a way that's do the like, math. but I, you know, yeah, I no. care about it. Just like mm-hmm. not enough to like have done it that like as much up until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I do I mean, care. It's sort of that. That's the vibe I get. Maybe anyway. there's. I'd be, I'd like, honestly, I think I'd actually, if like only if one person did it, if more than one person did it, I'd have a problem probably. But like if someone mm-hmm. came on and genuinely was just like, honestly, it just hasn't been a priority i could have done more and i will you know i'm gonna try to ah, do better i yeah, feel like yeah. i'd respect that i'd respect yeah. that more than someone coming on and being like yeah so i mm-hmm. like uh, i have uh, this black uh, friend uh, uh, and well uh, I, uh, you know uh, uh, i actually hired them to be my assistant one time yeah uh, <laughs> you know like, uh, the barista the barista i met yesterday <laughs> Uh, 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 I said nice job and I gave them a tip I think Uh, I think they may have been not white um they did mention (laughs) they had seen my show so you know (laughs) I feel like um I I know that our whole thing here at three black halflings is like you know being an approachable um thing for people to like learn about how to like mm. not just not just just to learn just to learn how to be like you know a better not a better person you know what i'm saying just kind of like yeah. learn how to deal with those situations so it's like yes. it's that's uh, why i'm always surprised yeah. when people seem to have that reaction because i'm always i'm mm. very much like of all of the shows that you're going to go on we're mm. going to dunk on you the least yeah, yeah. like we yeah. are actively just like we just want to have a conversation and usually it'll be kind of funny and silly yeah, yeah. like you could go on shows and they're going to try and get you and they'll clip that shit yeah. and put it on like online yeah. we're not going to do that like our harshest if anything interview that made ever you... was still criticized by some people but for not being harsh enough like we are not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. We're a just hard hitting yeah. show. No, no, absolutely not. We're not in that. We're in for uh, fluffy puff pieces only. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're getting. All right. We're getting hard hitting now. What is it? Pancakes or yeah. waffles? Which one? Um, waffles. Media. I think for me. Why? Why waffles? Why not pancakes? I, okay. So okay, because waffles add uh, add a texture that I love, like a little mm. crispiness to the waffle, like especially mm. if you're having it with like an ice cream or a syrup or a, something mm, like. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm just saying, it add, like adding the crispiness is nice. The duality pancakes, of pancakes, though, mushy. you know, it can be a sweet treat, it can be a savory treat. It's just, it's a good time. You Do know? you give salty you pancakes, Liv? Yeah, like with bacon and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, the pancakes themselves aren't salty. You're, no, yeah, no, sure. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, like a sweet and savory blend right. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I would exactly. argue though, still, it's even better with waffles. Like what, like uh, waffles <laughs> with golden syrup or like maple okay. syrup and and bacon. Oof. But I have right. a counterpoint. Fire. The versatility okay. of a pancake. 
Mm-hmm. See, that, I'm, I'm, that'll give I, me for if sure. it's just a plain waffle versus a plain pancake, I, de- I definitely lean waffle. But the okay. problem is pancakes, you can put things in pancakes. Pancakes can, can have yeah, fruit yeah. in them. They can mm-hmm. have other items in them. Fruit. If you want to, you, you can could put something salty inside of the pancake and have mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. like, okay, we have chicken and waffles, right? What if you put the chicken yeah. in the pancake? Right, but you can, but you can also oh, sandwich chicken. chicken in between two waffles. I've had that, and it's yeah, but spectacular. It's not it's but then also on the versatility of the pancake, so there is also like the the American fluffy pancake versus like a crepe. There's like there's oh, so much going on there, you know. But I would say that's just not a pancake. Yeah, yeah it's that's not just a different. Pancake. How are dare you, you say that? To are me? you ready? <laughs> I'm gonna come. Are you ready for <laughs> yeah, the switch please, now? Chris, like the, the part that gets you. We're going to switch it up. Yeah. Why do you waste so much of your life thinking about pancakes and waffles? Why? Tell me right now. Uh, okay. The, 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 Chris, wow. okay, listen. I know. Okay. I could have done better. I could have done better. And I'm, I'm, and I'm just, look, it's just, it's just, it hasn't really been a priority um, for me to think less about pancakes and waffles. So I guess it. I'm just, Chris, I'm sorry. I'm going to do better in a frivolous show. We are um, frivolous, unserious people. The pancake and this waffles is hard hitting uh, podcast. Hard hitting. <laughs> We are fundamentally flimsy human beings, Chris. We have no substance. <laughs> this is us. We just sit Wait, here and wait until the show starts again. It's all right. We are actually cardboard cutouts, honestly, yeah. of humans. Uh, <laughs> no one okay. should be scared of us. We blow over in the wind. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris, okay, first of all, you have to answer. I want a straight answer. No fluff. This is hard-hitting journalism right now. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? And what's your topping? Go. Waffles, because my daughter insists on having um, my wife make fresh waffles every Saturday, which never happens except for once every six months. And (laughs) bourbon maple syrup with a side of crispy bacon (gasps) that is so crispy it bricks in your hand if you don't pick it up right. Ooh, oh down. yeah i'm down I i'm down for that bourbon that. anything honestly the amount of like mm-hmm. bourbon like hickory smoke like barbecue sauce that's got bourbon in it like yes. i will I, I, bourbon in anything i'm like yeah let's pop go bourbon into anything it elevates it it's wild <laughs> elevates yeah. it elevate yeah, coffee yeah, yeah. in the morning bourbon let's go it's fine put in the pancake there may have been a few times where i was behind on deadlines and it was 11 o'clock at night and i had coffee with a shot of bourbon in it hey oh yeah that's that that's like i do i run a lot of i run a lot of games for people mm-hmm. based in america and i play a lot of games with people mm-hmm. that are based over in america that is like a staple go-to yeah. for me it's like i'll usually what i'll usually do is like i'll have a coffee about midnight let's say i'm doing a show at one coffee so at midnight and then i'll have a drink around 3 a.m because then <laughs> then that way it will mm-hmm. counteract the coffee and i'll actually be able to sleep yep by the because t- otherwise i'll finish the show at like four in the morning and you're and wired like, well i'm wired yep. because i just had like two coffees so <laughs> yeah, you gotta gosh. go with the bourbon and all these emotional experiences out. too mm, yeah exactly yeah. you know it's like a big old big old come down uh but yeah, yeah definitely watch me yeah. towards some of the end of some streams that are still floating around on the internet and i get <laughs> real <feral>. unserious <laughs> bourbon tikka oh, masala God, i get loopy yeah bourbon tikka, tikka masala. masala okay that's that is actively gross yeah, really. what are you yeah that's about? Really, is that good that's really actually quite bad yeah <laughs> it's just yeah, chicken yeah, tikka yeah, masala yeah. but no chicken you just pour bourbon into it <laughs> you just <laughs> pour bourbon over chicken it's all the same spice sauces you just brine you just brine chicken oh. in bourbon 
No, there's no chicken. Uh, part, of me, part of me does want to try that, um, but mm-hmm. I don't think I hate myself enough to do that. It's so. also a drink. Like, it comes, it comes in a glass. Yeah. So <laughs> It's just got raw chicken in it? No. <laughs> no, it's got no chicken. You've got no, no chicken. That's what I'm you saying. You've got chicken. Chicken. It's vegetarian. Yuck. Okay. It's vegan. Listen, before, before this hard-hitting journalism gets any more hard-hitting, yeah. because I don't think I can take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my arteries Chris, have hardened. We have to ask you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my arteries have hardened during the course of this conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's we have not. that effect on people, yeah. Uh, but we have to ask you before uh, we let you go, because this is an absolute uh, a staple of Three Black Halflings, and every single mm. person that comes on the show has to answer this question, which is, we ask you for a tale from the table. So this is basically something that has happened at a table that you've been uh, that you played at. Uh, this can be something from one of like your own games that you've designed. This can be something from yeah, you know, can be anything you want. Uh, just something that's like memorable. It can be fun, sad, uh, transcendent. Do you can want? Try, do you want uh, a funny story or an upsetting story? Which one would you like? I mean, if we have time, uh, I'll take both. I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's I take both. Know. Let's let, yeah. let's go. Upset let's go me, then make me laugh. And then we'll and then make me laugh, and we'll we'll wrap this sucker up. Let's do it. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. As you know, I am a, a known horror writer. It's my thing. It's my shtick. I, I love Cthulhu. I, I love Vampire. The game I have run more than any other game in existence. Star Wars. Because, you know, of course you'd have me run Star Wars. Nice. And so I was running my umpteenth Star Wars game. This was in the uh, Saga edition that came out. And it was an ongoing campaign. And I had pulled people together from the internet because I was, had moved around so much. And it was an apartment in Virginia. Mm. And it was a group of about five people. And so we're playing the game. And it was like at a high moment. They had some bad rolls and like the, the Sith that they were chasing escaped into the ether. Like force lightning some people. But I didn't kill them. And they got they were upset because they rolled some really bad stuff. And a couple, because there was a, a couple that were together, they went, they sort of stepped aside the kitchen for something. And I was walking by and they called me the N-word. They didn't know I heard them. <gasps> they called me the N-word in my apartment, in my home. And what the fuck? Sorry, I was not expecting that. Why? Why? Because they rolled what? bad, and the bad guy in a game got away. There you go. Oh. I asked you what it happened. You're upsetting. And so. That oh. is upsetting. That's ins- Did you confront them? I, I heard. I went back to the table. I let everybody come back to the table, sit down. They pick up their dice. And then I, I looked through them and I said, get the fuck out of my apartment, you racist pieces of shit. Yes. You don't say the N word about me in my house or to anyone. And I kicked them out. No. And I did it for the whole insane. table to see. Gosh. So I could get maximum yes. shaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And oh my God. Wow. There was there's backpedaling. Not that it makes a difference, but like hard R or like what was the deal? Like, <laughs> oh, that, that sounds like a hard R situation. It was yeah, a that hard R. Like a hard R. Like a hard R. Sure. It was a hard R. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. for wow. maximum shaming wow. for everyone, and they tried to like backpedal it, and they're like, "Well, we didn't. no, mm-hmm. we didn't. Get what? Out, we didn't. You, you, you didn't mean it. What do you? What the fuck? Get out! Get out of my house! No, no. get out now! Get these out. were not black I people, would, right? Oh no, they were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, "Oh, uh, please l- l- follow me upstairs, and I'll show you out." And then I push them out of the of the window, the window. upstairs, yeah. and then they go yeah. out that way. Yeah. And uh, part of it, I sure. account to, I generally try to be a nice person, and people take that mm-hmm. niceness for weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But like, mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah. There's there's out of pocket, wow. and then there's in the next county. Uh, and those yeah. people, yeah. those people crawled out of the pocket and hopped in a taxi. Uh, yeah. Hold on, they got in a Boeing seven forty seven, my dude. Like, they flew quite like, the, the, the pocket was in another they dimension. Left. Jeez, the they day. left. Oh my! How word. long ago was this as well, Chris? Like, uh, once again, doesn't make a yeah, difference. Could we find now. them? Because yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Are they still there? <laughs> Hunt them down. Before I got married, I was recently back from Iraq. Um, I don't know. 15 years ago, maybe 20. I'm, I'm an okay. old fogey, so you have to that's, take into account. No, like, that's that's still the 2000s. That's fucking yeah. wild. wild. It's wild. Ooh. It's absolutely It was wild. probably around, well, uh, yeah, 2008, I think, maybe, 09. Oh, yeah, about 15 years ago. Mm. Yeah, wow. okay, yeah. 
Well, let's hope they've learned over the past 15 years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you're willing to say it in my house. It'd be pretty wild if you don't, to be honest. I know this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous thing to get hung up on. But, like, be it in your house. Oh, no. That's not ridiculous at all. The level of violation. It makes feel dirty, On the street, I'd be angry. But in my house? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have to, like, power wash the entire place. Honestly, I'd be, like, sending them a bill for the fucking oxygen yeah. they consumed in my presence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, jeez, yeah, yeah. oh man, yeah. yuck, Ooh. absolutely yuck. Well, Chris, why don't so you uh, why don't you make us laugh uh, now? Yeah. With the, the, the funny tale from the table. Two two shorter quick stories in for you. Um, the first one happened about two weeks ago. My so this goes back to the D and D movie that mm, I will oh. say I think the D and D movie was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. My daughter, yeah, my yeah, daughter loved it. it. We enjoyed it. Yeah. It would get people in. Had it was high time. budget. Had a pretty good time. There'll never be a high budget D and D movie again now. So she saw it. <laughs> yeah. She fell in love with it. So she wants me to run D and D because I've run her on some random little one shots by herself. She's all of nine going on 18 right now. And so yep. <laughs> I got together with some of her fellow, some of the parents and they, the kids all came over and we had, and I ran my first ever full-blown kids D&D game. It was like Aww. five kids, me, and a, a fellow parent sort of like help move stuff along for about <laughs> three <laughs> hours. Wrangle this. <laughs> yeah. And I got to watch my daughter light up as her best friend, who was shy for the first 20 minutes, opened up in a way that I had never seen her do, and she got into it. The other kids mm. got into it, and they mm-hmm. asked me to turn the game into a full-blown campaign. Oh. Like that's, that's, that's who I want to be for like my my kids. Just like, hey, you can invite your, your friends over and this, we'll get snacks and then we'll play the and whatever. It'll be great. Ah, so lovely. Part of me was waiting yeah. for it. And then they for called another... me the hard R. <laughs> <laughs> and they dropped the hard R. She's not friends with that child anymore. Um. <laughs> Came out of uh, their shell too much, some would say. Like, too far out of the Saw shell. I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a shorter one is I ran a lot of Vampire World of Darkness in college, and one of my favorite ones is mm-hmm. when I had running a Vampire Dark Ages game. There were 16 players. I got to be on the second Oof. floor GMing down to people like I was a preacher <gasps> preaching at them, and they played for like <laughs> yes. six hours. Wow. That's great. That's, That's pretty sick. sick. That's really that. sick. Well, uh, no, we will not try okay. again. No, 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 we can't try again. I don't no. know who that was. I was that <laughs> was that Alexa? Uh, well, that was. Yeah, I think that was an Alexa. I think Siri was, uh, or a Siri potentially. Mm. It was an A. Trust me, I know it's over mm. there. Okay, sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, uh, Clark Spivey, for coming on. Yeah. Uh, can't, can't tell you how much we appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, please let everyone know where they can find uh, you on the internet and obviously all of the uh, epic things that you've been working on. Uh, thanks for having me. You, you'll be surprised that I rarely get invites to do podcasts. So I was, was excited for the offer. And you can see how easy it is to get me to come onto a podcast as we scheduled this, I think, 12, 12 months ago. Um <laughs> if you're if you're looking for me, the best place to find me is in the Darker Hue Discord. You'll see me posting a bunch of memes, talking about musicals, and dropping a lot of history stuff that is boring to everyone else but interesting for me. If you want to get to my work, you can buy. Um, I think there's a hundred copies of Haunted Westlife that IPR has. 
Chaosium, after the first edition of Haunted West, won three gold innies, a bunch of awards, was put in museums, oh, yeah. and I did all the hard work, came out and offered to publish the second mm-hmm. edition for me. And the second edition, we improved. I got in some new people, and I'm incredibly happy with it, which you can buy from Chaosium's website. Uh, otherwise, I'm just hiding from people. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> I have to ask and, you, Chris, uh, though, what is your favorite musical of all time? Yes, I was going to... Ooh. Jeremy with the same. We are live. We have melded. We, I, we yeah, have, truly. Yeah. Okay, we're two happen. black halflings now because apparently <laughs> uh, my coworkers have decided to meld into one. Sorry. So happy. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> Jasper, we could start our own podcast. I don't know what it'd be about. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. let's I, do You it. know what? Let's do it. It'll be a podcast about Alan Cumming. That's all we talk about the whole time. <laughs> oh, that, I'm down. I'm so down. Let's do it. Uh, the Cummings cast. Let's go. Cummings okay. cast. <laughs> I feel like people yeah, need, need to so explicit well. rating. No, not going to get confused with anything else. It'll be yep. fine. Favorite yep. musical, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> um, or if up, you do hard hitting questions, you can call it coming hard. Oh god! Ah, terrible. Yeah, that's bad. That, yeah, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, That's just not even his name now. Coming hard. That's not even his name now. No, no. <laughs> oh. So oh, wonderful. Growing up, the man of La Mancha. Uh, as an adult, company by Sondheim. I fell in love with Sondheim the older I got, mm-hmm. and Sondheim mm-hmm. all, all the way. But now I have to ask: What is your favorite musicals? Um, ooh. Uh, I know mine. Oh, I got it. Yeah, Liv, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Legally Blonde the Musical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's more modern, but like it, everything about it hits just right for me. It's just for, it's for me, you know, it's for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm. uh, nice. Mine, I will, first, before I say anything, I must ask, have you seen the, the production of Company that they just did a couple years ago in the UK? I've not seen that one yet. I think it did cross to. over to the US. I think it did go to Broadway, transferred, I believe. I think it, it did go to Broadway. Yeah, yeah. it starred Rosalie yeah. Craig, uh, Patti LuPone. Um, uh, I think Ashley Campbell was in the cast. I only know Ashley Campbell because I met him after That's seeing awesome. that, like, at an audition. It was really weird. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, um, it was like, it was a really good, really, they actually gender swapped almost all of them. So I want to see it. Because I'm really familiar with the role of Spalzer one, the one that Neil Patrick Harris did and some other version in the one that Mm. I forgot his name, but he was, I want to say the lead in Hustle did one too. That's from like the 80s or 90s. And we went Ooh. to the Broadway Museum. I had my picture taken for the Sondheim exhibit. But I was saying... Adrian Lester was in one, I think. Yes. As well. Yeah. Was that the one? That's the one I was thinking of. Thank you. Okay, yeah. We got a, yeah, we got a black Bobby in that one. Uh, my favorite musical of all time is West Side Story. Okay. Classic. Ah, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, just, Very I cool. think the music is incredible. The dancing is great. Uh, lyrics are solid. I mean, uh, er, baby Sondheim did a great job. Yeah, that, that <laughs> musical's fantastic. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what would I probably, um, the first thing that's coming to my head is, uh, I was, see, like, I love Sweeney Todd. I saw Michael Ball and Imelda Staunton do Sweeney Todd, and it changed my whole life. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, Imelda Staunton as Miss Lovett was just, like, mind-bogglingly good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I think, yeah, I'm probably gonna go with Sweeney Todd, honestly. I love that. I love that show so much. The amount of, like, depth you can go into with, with Sweeney Todd. I've watched so many lore videos on just how Sweeney Todd was made. Oh, so good. 
Yeah, awesome. it's a great production. Love seeing it live. Uh, I just honestly, I sit there every production. I sit there and go, oh, how are they going to do the chair? How are they going to do it in this one? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's great. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go with that one. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, Jeremy, uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, Jeremy Cobb one Cobb with two Bs, number one, also on Blue Sky. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash casual quest live. Uh, for things that I'm in, uh, you can see uh, Project Marana on Roll for It's Twitch. Uh, it shows on Thursdays. I've never gotten the time right once, but go to project, go to uh, go to uh, Twitter's uh, go to the the role for its Twitter, and then you'll be able to see the schedule of the show, but it's Call of Cthulhu game, actually, in um, which I play a sad gay hockey player. Uh, and then uh, you can also uh, catch me on the Quantum Reactor. Uh, that's the Quantum Reactor, wherever pods are cast. Sci-fi movie review show. It's fun! You can find me, I'm like on every social media as either at Dust Dark Magic or at Olivia does dark magic, so sorry. I always want to be like, figure it out. Uh, no, <laughs> figure it out. Uh, no, you, you can. You, you, please put the like. Don't make Liv um, no, but, uh, you. Don't make Liv do all that labor of educating please. you about where to find her. Do the work. I love God. Um, but also, um, I don't know when this episode is coming out. However, if it is before um, Friday, the twenty seventh of October. Um, and you're going to be at MCM London. You can find, you can see me and also Jasper and also Jess Jewell and Shamini Bundell, friend of the show, Mark Humes, Johnny Chiodini, all wonderful people that we've, we've very, we think are super neat. And we're going to be in a, uh, UK, the, the big, the rise, no, not the rising stars. That's a different one on Saturday. Go see that as well. Uh, the biggest names in UK TTRPG. So we're going to be playing some D&D and Mark Humes is going to be uh, DMing it and you should check, check it out and we'll let you know where, if, the, if it's on the internet afterwards it should be so yeah come to MCM thanks That was a HeadGum Podcast.